Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with easy-peasy loan approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Well, good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. My name is Nick here in the studio. Ladies and gentlemen, making dreams come true from the comfort of his own damn home. It's Radio's Big J. How are you, buddy? Hey, man, I am doing good. Feeling good? Yeah. Tested negative? Tested negative, baby. Baby, that's awesome news. Guess what? That means you're going to be back in here on Monday come hell or high water, right? Uh, you betcha. And uh, that that uh, is that wait is that something you're looking forward to? Yes. I, well, you know, I wanted to come back this morning. Yes. But you were like, you'd have to wear a mask while on the on the mic. Yes. And I'm like, that doesn't sound fun. That was uh, well. I mean, not just fun. It's just like difficult to understand. You know. I mean, it'd yeah. be hard for you to do your thing. I mean, I appreciate the safety because, uh, you know, I don't want basically patient zero of coronavirus in the studio when there's a possibility <laughs> of, you know, some sort of transmission. But also, like, I'd like the listeners to be able to understand what you're saying <laughs> as much Listen, as possible. Listen, even when I come back, I'll put <laughs> that we have. Yeah. I'll do that if you have to, if I have to. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. Have we ever used that thing? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. Our our uh, our, our boss did work so hard to put that together for us, and then I don't even think we ever set it up. But uh, that's what we do, Big J. We live on the uh, the the dark side of life, and we take our chances. And come what may, you understand? Yeah. But we're ready to go for a Friday. Big J's got a What You Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day picked out for you. Uh, that's coming up a little bit later on this hour. We have some chances for you to go check out, oh, I don't know, a little band called Greta Van Fleet. Are you excited for that show next Saturday uh, with the Pretty Reckless? God, I hope you are because we'll have your tickets to win for that. We are excited to be bringing that band to town along with the Pretty Reckless and give you a chance to qualify for some pretty cool things. Uh, we're calling them the Greta Van Seats. It's your chance to sit <laughs> on a really awesome couch right by the soundboard, which are the best seats when it comes to an arena show because that's when the sound is going to sound the best. You'll have a clear view of the stage. You'll be living it up like, uh, you know, just kind of hanging out on like the power couch, which is always nice to have that particular ability. So that's something that we'll give away next week. You'll get qualified this morning for that. And we also will get into some other interesting and fun things here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. But we play music, so let's get started with some Collective Soul this morning. Shine, kicking off the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. In an effort to try to have some more affordable housing in the city of Boise, the city itself has finalized its purchase of the Sage Mobile Home Park. This, according to a press release that came out yesterday, basically they have been trying to build upon this affordable housing initiative that they put forward 
a couple months back, and so they wanted to purchase Sage Mobile Home. It's basically a two-acre mobile home park that is on the Boise bench. It's got about 24 homes on the site currently, and the city of Boise say they have no real immediate plans to, like, you know, level the park and redevelop or anything, but they're going to make repairs to the electrical system there and some additional improvements to the park's lots and amenities to make sure that no residents are displaced from their homes as they kind of pivot this into what it's going to be in the future. Basically, they want to highlight a housing preservation program in partnership with the authorities there in the county and expand their ability to preserve the affordable housing that's going on. What they don't want to do is make sure that somebody else kind of picked it up and then like built apartments on it, I guess, is what the idea was. So now they're going to do that. It's now the property of City of Boise, and this is their pilot program that they're going to use to establish it. So that could be good news if you're looking for affordable housing in the future, but we're still a little bit of a ways away from that. This is just the way that they've started to kick off the program. So there's uh, that. I hope it works, man. I hope it works because there's a big need for it. Agreed. Agreed. We talked about it yesterday. It turned out to be worse than we had anticipated. The number two overall pick, Chet Holmgren of the Oklahoma City Thunder, formerly of the Gonzaga Bulldogs, was dominant in a little bit of performances in the summer league, but now he's going to have to wait at least a year before he sees the court again because he is done for the season. The team said yesterday he had a Liz Frank injury on his foot and he is going to need to undergo surgery to repair a ruptured tendon, and that's going to do it for him. He will not oh, see the court at all this season. Now, he's just 20 years old, so he's got plenty of time ahead of him. But this is one of the biggest worries that they had when Chet Holmgren... I mean, if you look at him, he's not exactly... <laughs> he doesn't look like a bodybuilder, man. He's got a little bit of a slender frame, and he is built like, uh, you know, kind of like Greg, Greg Odenish, if you will. And it didn't work out well for him either. And so we'll yeah. see how, what ends up happening. It's just, man, injuries are tough, and they happen a lot in the NBA. And this is a, not a great way to kick off your career. But wishing him the best, and he'll bounce back. At least he'll try to anyway. Nice to see Joe Pesci get some work. It's been a while since The Irishman, as a matter of fact, on Netflix since you've seen Joe Pesci in anything. But now he is coming out of retirement because he wants to play Pete Davidson's grandfather. There is a Peacock live-action comedy called Bubkiss. It's all about Pete Davidson's life, and apparently Joe Pesci's going to play his grandpa, Edie Falco of The Sopranos fame, or Nurse Jackie fame, whichever one you happen to watch more of. She is going to play his mom, and so they're going to have a little bit of fun. I don't know if this is like an extension of that movie he made with Bill Burr, The King of Staten Island, where, where yeah. Marissa Tomei played his mom. Or if this is a completely different version of his life, I don't know. Uh, everything How many versions do we get? I was going to say, everything seems to be autobiographical that Pete Davidson does, but I'm not sure how many different angles he could put on that story. But I do know people are mesmerized by him, Big J. He, he, you know, he has moments where he's pretty funny. So I, I get it, you know, but I think maybe we're just too old, dude. Well, I mean, listen, I enjoyed The King of Staten Island. I've enjoyed a couple of movies Pete Davidson is in. I'm just wondering how much spin he can put on that particular story. I haven't been that much of a fan of his stand-up, but I do enjoy, like, when he's acting in something or in something. So, there's that. <laughs> he was so he was great in Suicide Squad. There you go. Yeah, he was fantastic in it. So, uh, you know, when this is coming out, we don't know. We just know uh, whatever they did, they, they talked Joe Pesci out of retirement. So it must be something halfway decent, or at least he's looking to have a little bit of fun in the so, second part of his career. Yeah, because his number's up. 
<laughs> That's not very nice I mean, to say. All the other Goodfellas guys are, are dying. Hey, De Niro's still around. How dare you? Lorraine Bracco's still here. Morning After with Nick and <laughs> Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. That's the Foo Fighters. Like- Times like these here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. I tell you what, Big J, I debated starting off the show with it, but I wanted to wait until this particular point to wish you, because you're not here, a very happy birthday today, my friend. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, what is it? This is 52 for you, right? As we get ready to move <laughs> no. forward in the twilight of our lives. What? What's the matter? That's not That's not my age. <laughs> I had to actually break out the calculator. Wait, why? I, well, I keep forgetting, to be perfectly honest, you what really age I am You really don't now. know how old you are is what you're telling me? Yeah. Uh, I went into a time loop. <laughs> Of some sort. I am 46, though. Confirmed by a calculator. All right. Uh, That's the saddest thing I may have ever heard. But uh, happy 46-year-old birthday. Uh, What are the plans? Are there any? There aren't any, um, and you know, we I had a, a couple plans. We we were gonna uh, maybe have a little pizza party with uh, my family, and my sister, and brother-in-law, and nieces and nephews, and all that. But um, you know, obviously, COVID had uh, ran roughshod over that. Plus, uh, some of them are also down with COVID, even separate. I haven't seen them in a, in a couple about a month and a half. So separate from mine, they're kind of dealing with that as well. So not the greatest thing. And then yesterday, the wife's like, well, what do you, you know, you want to do something for dinner? And I'm like, well, what are we going to order in? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so uh, so no plans. And, and, you know, when it comes to it, it's like, eh, I'm 46. Who wants to celebrate that? Well, you didn't even know you were that old. But also, I mean, I think, you know, you've had your fair share of parties. You're right. For some reason, now it has to be a big number for you to want to celebrate. But it does, not everything has to be a gigantic party. You know, you could do something, I suppose. I think I'm over the big party. I mean, the 35th birthday ruined my life, maybe. (laughs) So I don't know if I can uh, go through something like that again. Uh, But either way, you know, uh, the wife uh, was up earlier this morning and she's like, happy birthday. And I'm like, thank you. And another day, you know, wake up and and just it's it's a great feeling. So I'll just take it. You're getting closer to 50. Power through today, and you're just going to have it be another day with no special... Do you know of any birthday presents? Oh, I I mean, I I bought my birthday present. It's a PS4 Slim. I always forget that you guys just buy stuff for each other and then consider your birthday present. No, I I just buy stuff. That's what I mean. Like, you buy your own things and then just call your birthday present. Yes, exactly. That's so. Who knows what other presents I bought myself or uh, that that I have bought in the past that are now designated my birthday present. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Fair enough. You'll have to wait until Monday when you get in here to get your birthday present from uh, from me because uh, it's ready oh, to man, go. Thank you. But uh, but I didn't bring it in today because I knew I was going to see your ass. So you can come on in on Monday and you can grab it and it'll be like it'll be like a, a late birthday if you will. But do know that I am prepared for class. And I was ready for a birthday present for you, just did not take COVID into account. And so uh, this is why you're not getting anything today. But know that we all wish you a very happy birthday, Big J. Uh, Thank you for hanging around and being a part of the show and the station and all that stuff. And hopefully you can relax and enjoy the birthday weekend at least a little bit. But I know uh, your resources are limited because everybody in the family is still down with the big C. So I get it. I get it, man. But hopefully it's a good birthday, buddy. We appreciate you. So far, so good. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Speaking of Big J, he's got the What You Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day coming up here in just a few minutes. It's next on the X-Rocks. 
There's Big J's What You Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day. That is Ghost from the Pinnacle to the Pit. Is there a particular reason why that one was your draft choice this morning? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not only uh, is that kind of a thematic of uh, what my life was like a week ago, I was at the top and then went down to the bottom very quickly. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you've listened to The Morning After or know anything about Big J, you probably know my favorite band of all time is Metallica. Uh, which you might not know is right near the top of my all-time favorite bands is Ghost. And uh, Meloria in particular is one of my favorite albums. I love that album. And uh, from uh, the Pinnacle to the Pit is, is on that album. And I still, it's, it's a bummer. I missed them when they were here in January. I was out of the country. I thought that I'd get a chance to make that up and go see them somewhere and didn't get a chance to. But I do love Ghost. And, you know, uh, I think, you know, you kind of introduced them to me early, early on. And we, you know, listened to them a lot when we were on the way out to Rock on the Range, mm-hmm. like, 13 years ago right and we just i just fell in love with the concept of the band uh just the voice the music the stylings and how they incorporate different eras of music into their current songs tobias is a musical genius and uh i'm i'm a big fan and it's your birthday so why the hell not right Exactly. So, uh, well done, well said, and Ghost is fantastic. You're absolutely correct, and so all those things are uh, right on the nose. So, there's your, there's your what you're gonna do. Fire me song of the day coming up in a few minutes. We got ourselves some important stuff. Let's not forget we also have to go to hell. So hold on for that as well. What's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, it is your birthday, but did you know it's also National Dog Day? Yes, I did know that. Uh, how do you plan on celebrating with Lincoln? Oh, man. I hope nobody here finds out about it. <laughs> More pictures, you think? Well, no. Pictures are fine, all of that, but it's my birthday. It should be about me. Uh, I see. You don't want to share the day with the dog. Yeah, it, every day is National Dog Day around here. <laughs> There is a new poll of 2,000 Americans that indicate that about two-thirds of people that own a dog now say they want their dog involved some way in the happiest day of their lives. That would be their wedding. Uh, 93% also consider the dog as part of the family, which I believe you do as well. Yeah. Yeah. You like the dog. I mean, you refer to yourself oh, as, as... What do you call him? You're, you're, you're his papa. I'm his papa. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, yes, there's definitely some sort of family vibes going on there. But there certainly are a lot more pictures of dogs involved in weddings these days, whether they're ring bearers or, you know, flower pups or whatever. Some of the roles that dog owners envision their, have, their dogs having on their big day, they also suggest they would spend around $60 to get their dog ready to walk down that damn aisle. That includes special uh, collars, custom suits, bow ties, or a dress for the dog, whatever they want to do. And uh, it is believed that dogs can actually boost the mood of guests at a wedding. Seeing a dog and an animal all dressed up makes people happy, I guess. Or, you know, it depends if you're allergic, I suppose, how happy you would be to see a dog at that particular place. But if uh, either of your daughters get married and tie the knot one day, can you see them incorporating their dogs in their wedding? Oh, absolutely. Because they're just such a huge part of their lives. And... They're so enriched by having them in their lives, like Maddie and Adara uh, with audio. I mean, they just, almost everything they do is with audio, and it's it's beautiful to see, because, you know, it's like their kid. And with Ma- Mason and Kyle, uh, Lincoln is so important, and it's just, you know, we, we joke he runs the house, but he, he is, and it's okay. 
but they're, they're such a huge part of our lives and they enrich it and we love them so much. Well, when did that happen? Because, I mean, listen, we, we had dogs growing up that we loved and absolutely adored and considered to be a part of the family. But when did it become a thing where they now had to be a part of everything that we did? Not that I'm against it. I think it's fantastic. I'm just right. wondering when that transition happened from they, they were the dog and the pet and, you know, they were part of the family, no doubt about it. You loved them with all your everything, too. They had to be a part of everything that you did. That's a great question. I mean, I don't really have a good answer for you, uh, but I, I can say this. I think as I've gotten older, I've seen how much smarter, just more attentive animals are. I, I don't know. It's, I, I don't know how to explain it, but... Is it a social yeah, media I, I, thing? Did it become like clout and that's how it kind of started and then, you know, people kind of jumped on board maybe? I'm trying to figure Possibly. out when that transition happened, but I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not against it at all. Whatever makes you and your family happy, and if that's including your dog and your wedding, knock yourself out. It's great. I love every part of it. I just, it was weird how it went from nobody ever did that to now everybody's doing it, which is interesting. Great for the dogs. Great for your, I think our mental health and you know our our ability to to go out and do stuff. It's just a a interesting transition that was made that happened at some point in the last probably 15 years. Or so there is a there was a joint practice between the Rams and the Bengals yesterday but it ended early as there was a big gigantic brawl between the two teams that went to the Super Bowl last year a line was crossed at one point uh, Aaron Donald actually grabbed the helmet of the Bengals player and started swinging it at him multiple times a la Miles Garrett against Mason Rudolph but uh, he had to be pushed to the ground and separated, uh, and uh, that's not a great idea. Now, there are some people that, that think Aaron Donald should be suspended for his actions, but I, I bet you bottom dollar he's not. The NFL usually doesn't step in for uh, practice, you know, kerfuffles, regardless of whether or not a web, uh, helmet was used as a weapon. But uh, not a good look, I guess, is my point for that particular thing. But that's not the only, uh, you know, skirmishes that's happened this this uh, this preseason. There's always, you know, brawls and fights and practice and things like that. Just, you never like to see helmets get swung around as weapons. That doesn't seem like a good idea, in case you're curious. Yeah, no, it's it, it looks scary. Right, if you have not been watching The Boys, maybe this will help you do so uh, as, you know, The Walking Dead wrapped up its final season and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, that makes him a free agent. Well, he is joining The Boys for its fourth season, according to Variety. He will be a recurring guest star on the season. His character's being kept under wraps for now, but this seems like a marriage that was meant to happen eventually after wrapping up his role as Negan on The Walking Dead and playing such iconic characters as the comedian and watch now it's time for him to join the boys and get weird and violent. I'm sure he's probably not going to be a good person, if I had to guess. Yeah, he's he's good at playing uh, not a good person, which is unfortunate. And I know when uh, he got announced at Walking Dead, I mean, it drew me right in. I, I've been a fan. Oh. What? I didn't watch any of those. <laughs> I, I never watched the Negan episode. You never watched? You didn't get even to the Negan stuff? Nope. Oh, wow. I, th I thought you had bailed out around the time that I did, which was about a season after they introduced Negan into the no. into the crowd. So you didn't get, like, when everybody kind of dropped off after the Negan episode when he uh, killed a couple people in the group. But you didn't even make it that far, huh? Yeah, yeah. That was the beginning of that next season, and I didn't uh, watch any of it. Well, uh, listen, you are a Jeffrey Dean Morgan fan, I think, right? 
Apparently not. Yeah, not enough <laughs> to watch The Walking Dead. Well, I mean, I consider myself too, but I even I had to, you know, pull the parachute on The Walking Dead. But that doesn't mean listen. But you're also not watching The Boys, and I am. So there's a difference there as well. But I'm excited for his inclusion in the cast, and think it'll be a fantastic fit, and it makes perfect sense to me. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the seven o'clock hour. <laughs> the hell is this? The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Over to Japan for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Yeah. And is where we're going to find ourselves because there is something that has reached a pretty absorbent rate of popularity that they didn't think was going to get to that point. And I wonder if it's a good thing or a bad thing for society and the world in general. It's called the Unco Shop, Big J. Have you ever heard of it? No. It's in uh, Yokohama, Japan, and it's a brick-and-mortar store that opened up uh, last year and has been packed with people ever since it opened up its doors. What do they specialize in over there at the Unco Shop? And the answer is they sell nothing but poop-themed apparel, like uh, T-shirts, sneakers, jewelry, accessories, all sorts of stuff that's just covered in poop. Not not real poop, but like poop emojis and poop things. Anything's got like a poop joke to it or they specialize in things that smell like poop that they sell. It's like a novelty (laughs) story, you understand? Oh, man. And it is hugely popular over in Japan, especially with influencers and celebrities in that country. And uh, he thought, the gentleman that opened up this store last year thought it was just going to be a simple hobby and thought he was being kind of funny. He had no idea the store was going to be as popular as it has become. His idea is he wants to remain, uh, make sure that poop is something funny and not dirty. And he does that by putting it on all sorts of different kinds of accessories. And hopefully it becomes a thing. And so far, it's working. Now, uh, the fact that he can't keep people out of his store is certainly a good thing for a business owner. But my question becomes, uh, is it a good thing that poop has become so popular as something to be an accessory? Big J. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, uh, I could see some, uh, you know, fake poop shoes, like somebody pooped on your shoes. That would be fun. Can you see yourself wearing anything with poop all over it? Uh... No, but sometimes the stains on my shirt, you might think, hey, what has this guy been eating? Yeah, I suppose that's true. I forgot who I was talking to. But yeah, you know, it is a situation where he is incredibly surprised by its popularity. And it's not a big store, so it's not like it's like a Walmart with, you know, all sorts of poop stuff in it. It is not yet fairly small. But yes, he already says he is talking about expanding the store and making it bigger and increasing the hours that it's available and open for people to come in because he's just making money hand over fist. And he's always looking for ideas and things that can have a little bit more of a poop theme to him. So oh, maybe Nick. if you're a poop idea man, this is the gentleman to contact if you're looking for some cash. Nick, hand over stink fist. Thank you, Big J. I appreciate it. As <laughs> does Mater James Keenan. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. That is Seether. That is Fake It here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And let's do it, Big J. Let's get into a controversial topic. Are you ready? Oh, my, yes. Uh, We're not talking about politics or religion. We're talking about uh, disciplining your children. And uh, as parents ourselves, 
We all have our own views on how you raise your kids and how we were raised. But, you know, one thing that has become fairly uncouth over the last, oh, I don't know, 40 years or so has been spanking or physically, you know, disciplining your children. Uh, be it in public or otherwise, uh, I don't know about you, Big J, but growing up, I was spanked. Were you spanked? Uh, yeah, and in some occasions, I got a wooden spoon. Uh, a wooden spoon was also uh, in my repertoire as well. Um, and it's one of the reasons why, when I became a parent, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be uh, somebody that spanks my kids. I can certainly discipline them. But spanking them, uh, it, uh, it never really seemed to do a whole hell of a lot of good for me, if we're being perfectly honest, and me looking yeah. back on the situation. All it did was make me uh, a little bit more angry and jaded and all that kind of stuff, which I don't think was the, uh, the actual outcome that they were looking for when it happened. But also, there is a fine line and a line that's very easy to cross when you're getting into that particular point between discipline and abuse. And one is something that you can debate about. The other is not okay, hard stop. And so uh, it's very interesting to me that this story is happening, but there is a school district in Missouri. It's kind of near the Arkansas border that has just reopened up corporal punishment in their school system. It's a particular school district called the Cassville R4 school district, and basically they have brought back the wooden paddle to their schools. The policy is opt-in, meaning the parents have to sign off on it's okay for the school to beat your child with a wooden paddle uh, in school. Younger students receive one to two spanks. Older children could receive three spanks. And they promise not to do it in front of other children, which seems to make it worse somehow to me. <laughs> but uh, according to the superintendent, there are parents that are already thanking the school district for it. I'm not sure why. But uh, in case you're curious, it was New Jersey back in 1977 that decided uh, it probably wasn't a great idea for school districts to be hitting children. And then pretty much each state followed suit not too long after that. The uh, American Psychological Association considers corporal punishment, which is what this is considered as, a violation of human rights. There's a lot of places that are very upset about it. And I can understand. Now, I, I, I guess it's opt-in. So you know that if you're, or you hope, I guess, if your child isn't in that program, that they're not going to get hit with a wooden paddle. But I wonder, I <laughs> wonder... A, how this is going to work. B, what the, uh, the you know, the, the, what they're doing is they're doing this instead of suspending the students. Basically, it's the students that have severe behavioral issues. Instead of suspending them, they're going to hit them with a wooden paddle. And they feel like that's going to help things. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. I think the parents that opt in on that, they must be uh, among the Adrian Peterson idea of parenting. Um, and, you know, a lot of the people who are, are probably for this, they, they have some sort of revisionist history that we like to pile up a lot of times when we think about our youth and like how great it was and how badass we were and, and, and all of those things. And you know what? We should discipline our kids the way we were, etc. And I'm like, yeah, but, but look, look at us. We're a mental health mess. Why do you think that is? Do you think possibly it's because we were beaten as kids? I mean, and it just seems like that's a bad idea. I don't know how this is going to happen. And it seems to me like a uh, lawsuit after one another. It's hard to discipline kids. It's hard to get them to uh, get a message on what's right and wrong. 
but I think that the corporal punishment thing is does not doesn't work. It's only going to lead to more mental problems for children down the road, and probably shouldn't be addressed. Yeah, I mean, as a parent, I I, I try my best not to ever judge or you know think about how somebody else decides to parent their child. That's not my position. I am forever against any kind of abuse of a child. I'll tell you that right here and now. And I will say this: I mean, if I were to ever find out something happened with my children at their school where somebody put their hands on them, I can't even fathom how I would react, let alone opt in for this to be even a possibility. Again, you raise your kids however the hell you want, uh, and I'll do the exact same thing. I'll never be okay with you abusing a child, but uh, I, I cannot imagine if I, you know, there's a certain amount of trust and loyalty and, you know, belief that you put in when you drop your child off at school for seven hours a day. And to think that they would take your kid into a room for whatever reason and then take a wooden paddle to them seems incredible. Like, like, this is like the 1920s. It's, it's incredible how we continue yeah, well, to backpedal. The 1950s era, it seems to be a, a, a time that right now people want to kind of look back and say, hey, those were great times. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, uh, it, it, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't. I don't want to live in some Pleasantville side of things. Uh, and it didn't even. And if you remember in Pleasantville, things weren't all that pleasant anyway. Uh, I think that's the point. But it's happening. It doesn't mean it's going to be widespread. I'm guessing it's probably not even going to do what they think it's going to do. But it is a thing. So there's that. Morning after with Nick and Big J coming up in a few short minutes. Your important stuff plus your pop culture smackdown. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, I'm not sure we're prepared for this mentally or otherwise, but you can go pretty much around the world and understand that outside of the United States and Europe, one thing that is fairly popular to eat are insects. Big J, you're aware of this, right? I've heard, I've heard this, yes. Mealworms, crickets, that kind of thing have been a big, big part of people's diets in countries like, you know, hell continents like Asia, America, Africa, South America, that kind of place. Uh, Moreover, it's become more and more evident that these particular insects are a very, very healthy alternative to meat with high amounts of fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, fiber, protein. Uh, and again, it, it actually, if you can wrap your head around it, some of them, if prepared the right way, don't even taste that bad. Uh, they're also better for the environment in a long shot than, than larger livestock, and you could grow a whole lot of insects on a little bit of land, so it's better for everything all around. But needless to say, Americans, Europeans, have never really taken to bug-based cuisine. There's some weird mental disconnect that we have that we cannot wrap our heads around eating things like this. Now, there are a little bit more of a movement here in the United States of restaurants and some supermarkets that have been experimenting with insects. And one thing that's been taking off here in the United States, at least, are insect-based protein bars that are pretty much available in every store. If you have to seek them out, they're in a special section and there's not a ton to choose from, but they're there and they're selling well. And so they think this might be the way that we help turn our heads into something that we can actually understand and get behind. But you sound like you're apprehensive, Big J. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I mean, it would take something extraordinary for me to try something like that. And then I just, I would have to not know what I'm eating and get tricked into it that way. Are you worried that you might like it too much? And then next thing you know, you're a bug eater all the time? (laughs) 
I mean, sure, that's I, 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 yeah, you're right. But it's also just that mental hoop of like, this is what we've always considered like, not food. In fact, a pest, and that we squash it all the time, and it just we see what's left when we squash it. That doesn't seem like it would be great on the plate or in my mouth. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing for me. Is that to me. I make the connection that bugs equal dirty, and I don't know why I do that, mostly because probably they're, you know, on the ground a lot or whatever, or my experience with bugs have been in, like, a dirty environment, and so that's going to be difficult for me as a self-diagnosed germaphobe to get over that mental hump of me putting something that I think is dirty as something that I would need to eat. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I understand the apprehension. I get it. I have it as well. Uh, but I feel like eventually this is going to become a little bit more commonplace than you or I could ever think or wrap our head around. Yeah, survival uh, would definitely have to be a part of that scenario for me. <laughs> or a fear factor situation for you. You'd have to get paid a ridiculous amount of money to do it. Even then, could you do it? Like, there's some fear factor stuff I watched, and I was like, there's no way. I can't, like, I couldn't bite into, no. like, a live cockroach. That's just can't. I can't. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Can't. Tom Brady is expected to play in the team's third and final preseason game on Saturday for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're going to take on the Indianapolis Colts. They didn't say exactly how much he is expected to play, but uh, apparently Todd Bowles wants to see everybody on the field that's healthy at some point, and so that's going to happen against Indianapolis tomorrow. Hopefully everybody comes out fairly healthy at the end of the game. There was another. Uh, yeah, but go ahead. I was just going to say, there's not much of an offensive line left. No, that's what really worries me. It's like, do you really want to put him yeah. out there in a preseason game when you're got a makeshift offensive line going on? But I guess they do. There was another incident that happened in a practice yesterday between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Miami Dolphins. They had to call it off, as a matter of fact, because. Uh, basically, most of the players were running to the bathroom too much. Apparently, there was a stomach bug that swept through the team and the Dolphins yesterday, and a bunch of players were vomiting, cramping, or having to go to the bathroom throughout the entire practice, and that's never good. So the Eagles decided to hold their own practice away from the Dolphins. Now, the two teams are still scheduled for a preseason game tomorrow night in Miami, but, uh, yeah, you probably want to keep your distance if one team's going through some uh, gross stuff that you don't want to have to, you know, Subject yourself to. Sounds pretty yeah, disgusting. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, don't, uh, did you ever watch 90210 growing up, the original Beverly Hills, the Jason Priestley, Shannon Doherty version of 90210? Yeah, I caught episodes here and there, but it wasn't like a religious kind of following. You were, it, it was too hoity-toity for you, you think, at the time? I, I'm not sure how I ended up seeing some of those episodes, but yeah, it was never something like, oh man, I can't wait till the next episode. I watched uh, 902. I think I watched like the first three seasons, but you know, and it was one of those deals where back then you had to, you know, appointment setting, you had to like clear time to make sure you were watching it at a particular point. But uh, we got some sad news. If you watched the original 90210, Joey Tata, who is best known as uh, Nat, the owner of the Peach Pit in the original 90210 series, he passed away oh, on yeah. Wednesday. At the age of 85, his daughter Kelly shared the news on a GoFundMe page. The reason why it's a GoFundMe page is because they lost uh, Joe to Alzheimer's and they wanted to raise as much funds from fans as possible. So everything that is raised on the GoFundMe page is going directly to the Alzheimer's Association. 
Uh, Ian Zierig donated a bunch of money and said something very nice on his Instagram over the case in the uh, over the course of the last couple of days. So rest in peace to Joe Itada. The GoFundMe is still up on his social medias. If you go to it, you can check it out if you want to donate some money. But you know he's most famous for 90210. But he had a very long career in the world of television. He was on General Hospital and The Outer Limits and Mannix and the FBI and Streets of San Francisco and Michael Douglas. Wow. He has quite the resume as well and certainly uh, put forth his time on television. It was a big part of uh, probably your childhood. So maybe give a little bit. Definitely a cause I'm behind. So uh, sorry to hear that, but uh, good on them to trying to help out and do something positive from it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yep, and another big-time concert happening next Saturday at Extra Mile Arena, Greta Van Fleet. It's going to be a hell of a rocking show, and we've got your Greta Van seats. We've got tickets to the show to hook you up with and get you qualified for seats right next to the sound, uh, sound booth, which is the best place to hear the concert, obviously. So uh, you just got to beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. Good luck. Yeah, and the Pretty Reckless are opening that show, so you know it's going to be uh, Pretty Bananas coming up next Saturday. So if you'd like to play, get on the phone, 208-287-1003, and see if you got what it takes to beat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown. Big J, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, hello, the X. Hello. What's up, man? What's your name? Joe. All right, Joe, you're up first. Joe, the cartoon cat Garfield will eat pretty much everything, but what's his real favorite dish? Lasagna. That is correct. Right. Big J, speaking of Garfield, what superstar was the voice of the cartoon cat in two major motion pictures? Bill Murray. That is correct. Right. Back to you, Joe. We need to know, uh, in what movie did Robin Williams portray a cartoon character on the big screen? The movie came out in the mid-1980s. That's a little bit of a hint. Uh, Aladdin? Aladdin is incorrect. Sorry, that was not a cartoon character. That was like an old fable and a Disney film, although the movie was a cartoon. Hello, The X. Yes, sir. Hey, we need to know which cartoon character did Robin Williams portray on the big screen in the movie that came out in the mid-1980s? Ooh, uh, Robin Williams. Um, I don't know. Oh, no. Wrong. So be it. Hello, The X. It's a good movie, right? Yeah, well, it's debatable. <laughs> Hello, The X. You go to hell. Good, uh, good morning, lads. Hey, we need to know what cartoon character did Robin Williams portray on the big screen in a movie that came out in the 1980s? The Lover of Olive Oil. Popeye. Popeye. Right. Is the correct answer. Big, You like the movie Popeye, Big J? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I did. So be it. The musical you're talking about, right? The one with all the songs in it. I know. I know. Okay. Uh, We need to know, uh, Big J, what animated film series features Selena Gomez's voice in four different movies? Oh, man. Um, Animated series. Film series. It's films. It's not a TV series. Films. Films, yes. Meaning there's more I got than it. One. Okay. Um. Oh man. Uh, uh, minions. Minions. Uh, no. Wrong. That is not correct. Uh, that means you win, sir. Do you happen to know the answer? Unfortunately, as part of the Hotel Transylvania. That is- yes, that is absolutely correct. She's in all four Hotel Transylvania movies. 
Uh, Adam Sandler only in three, so she's got him beat by one. Good job, my friend. Hold on one second. We'll get all your information to make sure you're all set and good to go for Greta Van Fleet and Pretty Reckless next Saturday and qualified for those Greta Van seats. And there's your pop culture smackdown. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Might be talking lounge at the end of the universe next on the end. That's Jane's Addiction. That is Ben Caught Stealing here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And it's another weekend, which means some cool and amazing things are happening at the lounge at the end of the universe. It is time to check in with our friend Robert from Things and Company Improv out there for all the cool updates. How are you, sir? Good morning, Boise, Idaho! There it is. He how, loves to yell at you. How often does that happen? Does anybody do the Good Morning Vietnam? Just open? you. Well, I think it was Just probably me. more popular in the 90s, but I like that you're throwing it back. I'm so old. No, no, not no, at all. No, that's all. My references are all 80s and 90s. That's all I got. <laughs> that's, that's okay. I Mine do. too. But, uh, you know, it's been a while since we had a chance to touch base with you. What's what's going on this weekend at the lounge? We need to be Well, let's see. Uh, this is closing weekend for American Buffalo. That is, uh, I believe, 7 o'clock uh, Friday and Saturday down in the basement. David Mamet, there's going to be F-bombs. There's going to be pawn shops. There's going to be class struggle. And <laughs> it's, just, it's an amazing play that I'm jealous that I'm not doing i'm also jealous that they've done true west in the past which is one of my favorite plays as well so they keep selecting my favorite plays and i keep not getting to be in them so go see it out of spite for me <laughs> i like it i like that that's a pretty ringing endorsement for it all things yep. considered yeah so. i try <laughs> good job very good job and then also uh saturday night at seven um is uh, the screening for here is where the monsters live it's wave media night and that is a uh short film i gotta change tone because this is the wrong tone for the <laughs> film is a very serious film about uh mental health and um trying to remove the stigma of mental illness so it is, it is a short film uh i haven't seen it yet the screening is free doors are open at six they'll have like drinks and appetizers i think i think i read that uh but don't hold me to that so if there's no appetizers don't blame me i won't uh and then the film is at seven and then there's a, a q a uh conversation i believe uh, regarding the film itself. Beautiful. And that, that'll give you an idea of how the lounge runs the gamut from, you know, plays to serious stuff to also then later on that night there's some fun comedy happening at the lounge at the end of the universe as well, correct? There is! Yeah, there's, there's the mood change. Tones back. <laughs> no more. Don't have to talk sad and somber because there's improv and comedy and magic and and music and here's andrew lyman to tell you all about welcome back night hi andrew hi thank you so much rob you are the best i i'm uh, rob that's me you are and he yeah. is the best you gave me the intro yeah, so I oh, I thought you're just... talking to him because he's no, the best no no rob's the best no okay you guys are both the best thanks man <laughs> you can't both good. be best i don't tell no one uh but yeah we have a comedy show later that night uh, at nine, doors should be open the whole time. Come see the film beforehand, then come celebrate, get some drinks, and have some fun. The theme is Welcome Back Night. That's the name of the show as well. Our goal is that we want to show college students how to get involved in this community, have them um, come see what we offer, uh, the variety, whether it's improv, whether it's stand up, whether it's uh, com you know music comedy. We have a good tasting of all of it, and then once you're there, um, we're gonna hang out afterwards and like answer questions on like what are open mics available, what upcoming uh, improv opportunities are happening. 
And honestly, it's like, hey, we want you to get plugged in. We want to entertain you. We want to offer um, offer you a good price. Uh, the door is ten dollars. Uh, Fifteen dollars gets you a free drink. And honestly, it's gonna we're gonna have a blast. That's awesome. So the welcome back is it's kind of like a, a school theme, if you will. Welcome back <laughs> to the school year, but also you know trying to get people that are interested in this kind of like extracurricular activities an avenue in which they can find you know a pathway to Robin and him helping out in the improv world or some other people doing some stand up stuff as well, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like one of our one of our our standups uh, throughout the night is gonna he's he's hosting one of the thing one of the, one of the biggest open mics in the valley, and also he started in Boise State. So he went in the middle of Boise State. He started um, doing doing comedy, and now like you can see how his uh, career has flourished since then, as well as just like a lot of local talent that um, you know has gone through the grind, has put in all the effort, and then can really kind of ho- hopefully mentor people into this new space and like have that friend they can uh go to and rely on and 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 meet and meet so sounds like it's something that you're pretty passionate about how how did that idea pop in your head is this is something that 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 some people can need the tools to understand how this works yeah uh, i i went to idaho state university and we had um so much campus involvement there and it was you found out how small the community is and like how fun it was to be like hey we're just gonna go do a bowling night we're gonna go out to buffalo wild wings and so when you come into like the comedy world, the comedy world can f- feel isolating because you're doing something that's so difficult. And what really helps is having like a good support team around you, and and kind of combining those two things gives like people this uh, this this avenue and this like hey like the the information's out there and it's hard to find it, but once you have this place, um, you know it, it becomes its own family of broken toys. Yeah, no, exactly. And Robbie, you're involved in the the improv and teaching improv in particular, and making sure you you have people go in that particular right direction. Is in nights like this important for things in company, or even the future of things in company? No, I like that. Okay, <laughs> good, good to know. <laughs> do I let it hang on the joke, or do I then give the real information? No, oh yeah, don't. I mean, it's, 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 uh, well, I mean, there's a great cast the cast that's doing the improv is uh, there's andrew said these people are coming i'm like oh that's great uh because i don't get to play with them very often so i'm excited uh it's me and andrew and uh sheree uh and then kayla McEwen, uh, she's great she's also in the movie troupe we do and that's we've got that coming up in october uh and then um what's emma's last name dexter emma Emma dexter Dexter. i don't know her Mm -hmm. last name she's great i've never played with her Mm -hmm. before and august zamzow who's always entertaining and always Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of fun to play with yeah they got that uh brie jones local comedian she's hosting the night Jen Adams is doing some magic comedy. A guy named Matt Voorhees is doing some musical comedy. So it's just like a lot, a lot of taste, like a real palette. So to answer your question, yes, it's absolutely. I mean, it's a community building event. So it's it's for those of us who have supported the lounge, played at the lounge to build community and hang out together and see what each other does. And it's also to bring in new folks to, to let them see this is what's out there and this is what's available and this is what you get involved with and this is what you could try. So things company is part of that i mean we've we've put our toes in the water and met some people and played with some people and trained some people and there's a lot of exciting stuff things and companies going to do in the future uh but that part of that is attracting new people who go how do i get involved with that right. how do i do that and i mean we do shows and people come up to us afterwards going how do we get involved and yeah so we're working on uh 
open workshops where people can drop in and just play and learn stuff and and network and and I mean, my, my thing is always, I, I'm the artist end of it, so I have trouble with the business end of it sometimes, because <laughs> I'm like, this is how we create, and this is how we meet people, and this is how uh, we, we celebrate each other, yeah. and we, we find new... Uh, outlets to to play and forms to do and things to explore and pieces of ourselves we didn't know we had and and hippy dippy oops <laughs> it's okay I get it man that somber and, and, notes come no, back not at all <laughs> it's it's a great place to learn a little bit more about it and see some great talent get showcased here and so all the things that a- Andrew and, and Rob talked about are all available at Lounge at the end of the universe's website which is loungeboise.com so you can grab tickets to American Buffalo where here's where the monsters live and welcome back night all there at loungeboise.com, which is where I recommend you grab your tickets. Thank you guys for coming in again. Appreciate oh. you very much. Thank you so much. It's good to see you again, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for yeah, having yeah, us. There it so is. Much. Good to see you, too. That's how you know we're wrapping it up right there. In Big J. Headline time here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And they are as follows. He's number one, not supposed to be there, or Meta Mary. Uh, he's not supposed to be there. A Rhode Island woman drove to work on Sunday and then was super surprised when she found a man in the back of her SUV. That's never good. That's how horror movies start. The woman yeah. discovered the sleeping man in the back of her Chevy Tahoe as she arrived to her job's parking lot. Police determined the suspect had likely ingested large amounts of alcohol and then climbed into the SUV for a nap. It was later discovered the man had outstanding warrants for breaking and entering. He was also taken to police custody on the suspicion of the same crime because the Tahoe was locked. So he broke in there and just like, didn't do any damage but wanted to find a place to crash. But not recommended that you do that in somebody else's vehicle. You know what I mean? Not a yeah, smart no kidding. Point. Not cool. And that guy's going to go to jail for a while. Probably freak that woman out and she'll never be the same again either. You know, once that happens once, like you check your back seat until the day you die probably just to make sure everything is clear because you don't want that to happen again. Because, I mean, it's not usually something you do, you know? Unless you've got military training, you're probably not checking the backseat of your vehicle every time you get in, just in case. But I bet you'd start after that. He's number one or meta-married? He's number one. His name is Zarko Penlevik, and he is the lying down champion, Big J, and he's ready to take on all comers. This strange contest uh, takes place in Montenegro every single year, and Zarko won after lying down for 60 straight hours, Big J. He said, quote, it wasn't even difficult. Believe me, I didn't even warm up. When company comes to support the competitors, it's fun, but the biggest mistake is when somebody's family comes. Apparently nine people entered, but seven of them had to get up by the first day. This meant that it was uh, Zarko and his biggest competitor, Vukuneshchik, who had to battle it out while lying down. The proud winner received about $350 and a vacation experience, which I guess he'll take lying down. But, like, (laughs) it doesn't seem like it's that hard, but I bet you, man, lying down like that, you know, when you can get up is probably not something that's that easy. Yeah, at what point do bed sores start? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and also, are you, like, allowed to roll around, or do you have to just lie perfectly still? That would be another thing that would be a problem, I would think. But yeah, if you're allowed I mean, to, like, toss and turn, that'd be okay. They should take this to the next level, and then they should do it in a coffin. <laughs> you're probably giving them ideas, which, may until somebody ends up dead, that's probably going to be the next move. <laughs> we'll wrap it up with Meta Married and Taco Bell wants to give away a wedding, Big J, but here's the catch. 
It's in the metaverse, which is this, you know, world that Facebook has created, if you remember. Now, uh, they're still going to give it away, but couples have until September 6th to enter to win the wedding package that will be staged in what's called Decentraland this fall. It is a virtual wedding, which the Taco Bell says will be actually fully legal. It will include the usual wedding traditions like a first dance, food, toast, exchanging of vows, rings, and then there's also some untraditional things thrown in, like the ceremony will be an NFT, and it will be streamed in the metaverse, and the winning couple will also get real Taco Bell wedding swag. I mean, how this connection is made, I'm not exactly sure. Why Taco Bell is staging the virtual wedding. I mean, maybe it's because they have that Taco Bell Vegas like experience slash wedding chapel thing. Oh. Oh, oh. But it's still weird that they're doing it metaverse style. Like how this connects to Facebook, I'm not exactly sure. But that uh, location you're talking about uh, was on our destination list that myself <laughs> and Maddie wanted to go to uh-huh. uh, to check out, but we never uh, got a chance to make it. How come? Well, I got sick. Oh, you got you got sick. At, I, I thought you didn't get sick sick until you got home. Well, I started to have some symptoms. I didn't realize how sick I was. Gotcha, gotcha. But I was like, I'm not going to go out uh, patrolling down the damn uh, strip anymore. That was for sure. Yeah, no, it makes sense to me. Uh, and I'm sure the other people at the Taco Bell that were trying to get married are probably thankful of that as well for you. Mm-hmm. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the things. we got some bad impressions next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. It's more than just Subaru. They're the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore. And we have tickets for you. Great event fleet coming to the Extra Mile Arena next Saturday. We'll get you set up with tickets and you're qualified for the Great Van seats, which will be awesome. They're right there by the soundboard. We'll get you all set up with that if you can figure out bad impressions today. 208-287-1003. That's always our phone number if you'd like to play the game called Bad Impressions. Big J's got three clues. They all are pointing to somebody very famous, and there's a reason why he's talking about that famous person. But you don't have to worry about that. You just got to get the famous person's name right, and boom, you have this prize package, including tickets to Greta Van Fleet and Pretty Reckless on Saturday. Are you ready, Big J? I'm ready. Then to the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Chuck. All right, Chuck, you're up first. Chuck, this is uh, not a person, but a brand and a show worldwide known, okay? Okay. All right, first clue. The very first guest appeared via phone and was Billy Bob Thornton. Next one. The show has traveled almost 25,000 miles broadcasting live. Next one. It's hosted by myself, Big J, and my buddy, Nick. Oh, and you're listening to it now. The morning after. Hey, that works. Good job, Chuck. Congratulations to you. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those passes. Big J, why is the morning after in the news? Tomorrow is our 15th (laughs) anniversary. I completely spaced this. You're absolutely correct. You're absolutely right. It is. 15 years that we've been doing a show together, which, you know, morning show wise, I mean, that makes us, I don't know, dog years or what, but it is, makes us old and also uh, is quite an accomplishment because they just don't last that long. Can I ask a serious question that I don't think uh, I, I've ever asked before? When when we first met and we went to Mulligan's and we met up and we started talking about this show uh, 15 years ago, what was the best case scenario in your head of how this was going to work out? You know, that's a great question. I mean, I don't know, a couple years? 
Right. Because, I mean, we both have been in this business long enough. And, you know, it was an arranged marriage kind of thing. Like, you know, they basically told us that this was the show that we were going to do. We didn't know if we were going to get along or if we were going to mesh or if the personalities were going to clash or any of that stuff. But, you know, you, you take a job and you hope for the best. But I don't think you'd think that you'd still be doing a morning show 15 years from the day that you take that job. You hope. But, I mean, I think in our wildest dreams, we never thought it would work out for uh, for this long, which is bananas when you think about it. Yeah, no, you're, you're right about that. But but I think we knew relatively soon after that, that that we were a good fit with each other. And, you know, I mean, let's be honest, it could have gone really bad depending on how I acted. Let's put it that way. Because, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, what, what people might not know is that the job that you got, I was also up for. Uh-huh. It had been like the third time, and right. it's the third time I got rejected. <laughs> and, you know, at some point you can be egotistical about it, and you it just could have been a real mess. But I'm going to tap myself on the back here and say, you know, I took out the ego thing and just wanted to have the best product that we could. I wanted to make sure that the X was taken care of. And when I realized that you were the right person to do that, uh, then I was all in. And I was 100% supporter of the ideas that you had. And we've just become a really good team. And, and I appreciate that we've had 15 years to be uh, partners in that. I agree and couldn't agree more. Uh, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Uh, the X is absolutely nothing without you, Big J. You are the X. Everybody, whether you like rock music or can't stand rock music, you know who Big J is. And that is such an incredible tool to have when you're trying to build something up that maybe isn't for everybody. But, you know, the show has also changed and morphed over the years as well. I mean, if you listen to our first shows now, it sounds nothing like. <laughs> the show that we we're yeah. doing because we were two different people man we were two single dudes just trying to do a radio show and since then you know we've got families we've got houses we've got lives we've got children we've got you know it's a we've grown up with this radio station and with this morning show even though we were both in our 30s when we started this show that's still yeah. the case you know we, we're two very different people and we appreciate you guys more than you know coming along for the ride and joining us when we have had so many different kind of like versions of this show and tweaks and things that have been done to it to make it what it is and and the people involved with it from you know when we've had producers like Randy and Ange who have been a part of this show who no longer mm-hmm. are that were a big part of the show at that particular time but it takes a lot to hang with a show through peaks and valleys and ups and downs and we certainly appreciate you guys doing that with us but yes 15 years is crazy when you think about it and, it's just crazy and if we're going to make it to 20, there'll be more. There'll be more changes probably, and we're going to roll with those and just have as much fun as we possibly can and do the best we, we can to give a good product to everybody who uh, takes the time to listen to us, which, by the way, uh, we love you guys for doing that and are very, very appreciative. Amen. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll wrap up this show here next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> That is Pop Evil, that is Eye of the Storm, and that is wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J on this Friday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. We even got Big J for the last part of the week, which is always fantastic. Got a nice little way to celebrate his birthday today. Uh, Tomorrow's the 15th anniversary of this goofy radio show which is bananas. We touched on that as well, and we even talked about poop stores. So I would say it was a pretty eventful Friday. Uh, That does leave you with the floor, though, Big J. Yeah, mission accomplished. And we talked about uh, National Dog Day, Nick. Krispy Kreme is celebrating by giving man's best friend a special treat, a donut made just for them. So they've got uh, six different flavors, original glaze, strawberry sprinkle, and chocolate cheesecake, which is made with carob, 
since their dog shouldn't eat chocolate. So yeah. <laughs> head on down to the Krispy Kreme and grab Opuchi a, a donut. Are they free or do you have to pay for them? No, I think they think you have to pay for it. Okay. Uh, then, uh, yes, well, whatever you need to do to treat your dog today is a good thing. Uh, did you find out how you're celebrating today with Lincoln, or were you able to at least to get the rest of the day away from him today? Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm watching him right now try not to destroy the house, <laughs> as he's already this morning, since we've you know interrupted the, the typical schedule, uh, he gets out of the room and uh, he, uh, he ate a harness <laughs> here this morning, uh, a shoe... Your shoe? And no, no, no. These are all things that belong to Mason. Uh, okay. And um, uh, lots of, yeah. Yesterday he destroyed a, a picture. It's been quite the day. All Puppies, right. man. Yeah, well, give that dog a couple pets for me. Have a fantastic weekend, and uh, you will be in the flesh on Monday, correct? Yes, sir. And you'll have more chances to win some Greta Van Fleet and Pretty Reckless tickets for Saturday the 3rd at Extra Mile Arena and get qualified for those Greta Van Fleets that were seats that will be given away on Thursday. So have a great weekend. We will see you Monday. It is the X Rocks. The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.